Poetry Court is in session. All rise. Grumpo's trial begins. Maggie testifies unhelpfully, breaking her curse. Mel or Rain attacks Maggie in her cell, whilst the defense calls Stephen, who we thought was dead. It's five minutes ago, and Stephen Kirkman sits contently under a tall tree reading a book, the mid-afternoon sun warming his face. As he continues to read, a shadow is cast upon the page as a tall drow woman appears beside him, and Stephen recoils in shock, fumbling the pages. Oh, I'm I'm sorry, I, I didn't hear you approach. Can I help you? I believe you can. It's recently been brought to my attention that you, Stephen Kirkman, may be in need of revenge, and as the god of revenge, that is very much my purview. Stephen looks up at the drow quizzically, before shaking his head. No, 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 thank you. I I hold no ill will to the goblins that killed me, and though... Time has very little meaning here. That all feels like a lifetime ago. The woman takes a knee next to Stephen and gives an oddly comforting smile. Of course not. You're far too noble to seek revenge for yourself, Stephen. How else would you have ended up here? But I believe you might want revenge for your brother, Keevan. At the mention of Keevan's name, Stephen closes the book and stares at the drow god in disbelief. Keevan? Keevan has died? How? How? Why? Why is he not here? Oh, I'm. I'm sorry to be the person who has to tell you this, but he died many years ago and in circumstances that led him to a. different. ethereal plane. But an opportunity has presented itself for you to not only avenge him, but also yourself. For it might interest you to learn the people who killed him are the very same adventurers that let you die. There's a tense silence as Stephen stares at the drow god before putting his hand out to hers. Back at the courthouse, in an office that isn't his, Melor Rain watches as dust swirls forth from an urn and begins to reform into a tall figure with pale, gaunt skin and lifeless eyes. Melor finishes writing something down on a scroll that instantly catches fire and burns up. Wonderful. Kieran Sally found you. Welcome back to the world of the... Hmm, technically living. Being a revenant probably isn't ideal, but revenge is very close at hand. All you need to do 
is enter the courtroom across the hall and just answer the questions honestly. Best of luck. And with that, Mello opens a dimension door and disappears through it. Leaving Stephen alone. He steps out into the bustling hallway and staggers forward as he begins to feel the sensation of being on the mortal plane once more. <laughs> and it, hearing the sound of his name being called, Stephen Kirkman to the stand, pushes open the strong oak doors to the courtroom. Back in the present, your old adventuring party member Stephen has just stepped into the courtroom. You haven't seen him in 10 years because they've been dead, but they've come back again to testify in this court case. Oh, fuck me. Stephen. Stephen. <laughs> Hooray. <laughs> Shit. Stephen, we've so much to catch up upon. How is death? <laughs> Stephen does not talk to you. Oh, my God, mate. He just strides forward Steve. Steve. towards Steve. the stand. Coming back from the dead has affected his hearing. Stephen. <laughs> Friends, we must attempt a group hug. Yeah, jumps out of his seat and walking towards to meet Stephen in the aisle. And as he's doing, he's going, Steve, Steve, man, what are you doing here? Wait, how are you doing here? Which? He's going to try and put his arms on Stephen's shoulders. Stephen just stands stock still and does not raise his own arms to reciprocate any kind of friendly gesture. And his pale white tinted eyes just stare into yours that's not the most expressive form of consent given that I've ever seen <laughs> perhaps we should have bought this hug this group hug I assume everyone else is here as well <laughs> oh brilliant everyone else showed up look Morik Blair it's Stephen <laughs> mate Ju judge Mr. How, how Mr. You? your honour I would like to request a recess as we catch up with our formerly deceased friend mate and Ephemeral Jones steps in and goes, Your Honour, I ask that the defendant stop what? No. interfering with my witness. Oh, fuck off. This is our mate. He just... It... We thought you were dead, mate. You just seem very dead. Didn't you explode? I don't know. I forget. It's like sometimes I think he did, and then sometimes I think it was something else. <laughs> it's hazy, yeah. like when I try to recall how long we've been on the road. <laughs> ah, my head hurts. Stop it. <laughs> Stephen, perhaps we may learn... Uh, uh, you know what? Yes, there is a structure in place that perhaps Stephen will feel more comfortable in, in which we might learn more about his being here. We're very lucky to be in a place where I have to ask him questions and he has to answer them. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, nice, nice. Judge Wobblegong bangs his gavel and goes... I would ask that you let the witness take the stand. Okay. Blur stands aside. All right, all right, all right. For justice, and John winks at Stephen. I'm, <laughs> I'm not... I, I died as well. I died as well. <laughs> I'm not being a dick about it. <laughs> you and me, mate. We'll catch up. We'll ca catch up. Well, I know a place we can get good soup. It's the jail. <laughs> <laughs> as you step to the side, Stephen begins his slow... Shuffle forward and takes a seat. Oh, that looks weird. Over in a nearby jail cell, Margaret. Yay! Melo has just tried to make his escape, but you have chosen to attack, so you get a surprise round before Wonderful. either of your initiatives 
take place. So please, what are you going to do to this threatening tiefling warlock? Come on, Maggie. I think after hearing his threat against her family, she's just going to stand there for a moment and just sort of like a little wry smile. (laughs) And then like waves of black inky tendrils are just going to burst out from around her. Nice. Fuck yeah. And attempt to grasp Melor. Tendrils of inky darkness burst forwards. Then within the darkness, I want a blast of fire to burst forth and slam into Melor. Nice. If possible, please. Thank you. So that's my Coiling Grasp tattoo combined with a fireball. And I'm going to spend some sorcery points to quicken those. So that'll be one fireball, please. (laughs) It's a DC 14 strength saving throw for the grasping tendrils. It might not surprise you to learn that strength is not one of Melor's strong points. (laughs) (laughs) He's not going to take off his suit and he's like that dude from Itchy the Killer. He got a six minus one to a five on his strength saving throw. Smashing. And also a dex saving throw, please, against my spell save DC, which has gone up quite a bit. It's now 15. He got an 11. Wonderful. Nice. And this is the good dice. This is the dice that rolls well normally. Not the cursed Sarah dice. (laughs) It wouldn't smell odd to die, it seems. (laughs) Can't threaten a woman's wife. I should have pre-gathered the huge number of dice I need to roll damage for this. No, this is my favourite bit of the episode. <laughs> the easy cut. Because you can chuck a cunt. What? Because <laughs> I can chuck a cunt, apparently, according to Nell. Because <laughs> you can chuck a cunt, Nell, are you okay? Nell's having so, a little bit of a stroke. So a combination of grasping tendrils and a fireball is 11d6. Good. God, if Melo dies right off the bat... <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing. Oh, it's 3d6 force damage plus 8d6 fire damage, and he will be on fire. Nice. Anything flammable on him will be on fire. The cell's on fire, put it that way. Okay, and all my ones count as twos. All your ones? You know what they say about Jen. <laughs> this is a good roll. I see multiple dinosaurs. <laughs> dinosaurs mean success. Absolutely meaningless, this. I'd forgotten <laughs> yeah. what that was, and my brain, my brain remembers that. <laughs> 47 damage, please. No, wait. That'll be 50. How much of that was fire damage? 39 fire damage plus 11 force damage. That's a 50. Nice. Okay, so he only takes 20 of that because (gasps) tieflings are resistant Uh, to fire magic uh, or fire in general. Oh, well, I've got a thing called Elemental Adept where it says spells you cast ignore resistance to the damage of the chosen type. Uh, Oh, come on now. Come on now. Sarah. <laughs> Uno reverso. <laughs> Sarah, I prepared for this fight and I read my character sheet through. For once. Nice. <laughs> D&D is such a fucking wild game. You know what? If you make me talk to a dragon this game, I will remember I get advantage on rolls when talking to dragons. Nice. <laughs> Sarah quickly throws away plan B. This fucking game, though, where it's like, oh, sorry, this says you can't do that. Ah, oh, but this footnote on my thing says I can. <laughs> yeah, well, this part of the appendix says that I can ignore your footnote. Okay. Oh, you know what? I felt so confident about him being fire resistant which was not intentional but it was there and I was like good or at least I can harvest nope Melor goes to leave the cell and just feels his arms and legs restrained and pulled back by black inky tendrils and then with an unspeakable amount of force is just blasted with a fireball in the back Nice. 
Fuck me. Is he just restrained now? <laughs> yeah, he's grappled. <laughs> Hang on, before we go forward with this, have we considered the weather conditions and any survival checks that uh, Margaret's done? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, wait, I'm, I'm carrying too much weight. That's true. How are Maggie's rations looking? <laughs> <laughs> I ran out of arrows episodes ago. <laughs> As an action, the creature can escape the grapple by succeeding on a DC 14 strength, athletics, oh, or dex acrobatics check. Oh, thank God. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. <laughs> That's a lot of stuff. If he's good at anything. What super sucks is that <laughs> Melor rolled low in the initiative. So Maggie, you go again. Oh my gosh, <laughs> no. Yay! Oh, sorry. <laughs> How? How is he third in a competition between two people? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't didn't expect today to go this way, I'll be honest. (laughs) Okay, oh, you know what? This is a good moment. Maybe I'll just jump straight in with my level fiver. Nice. Decapitated. Kill Metal Reigns. He'll probably roll well against this, seeing as he's shit at everything else, but... This one involves being really good at crosswords. (laughs) This one involves an intelligence saving throw. Oh, it does. It's an escape room. (laughs) Okay, so the coiling grasp bursts forth from Maggie. Dark tendrils grasp Melor and hold him in place, and then a fireball shoots forward, lighting up the edges of the dark clouds. I imagine he sort of, like, twists to look back at Maggie, and she's in a very sort of, like, dark anime way. Like, her whole eyes are dark now, and she's just looking at him, like... Fuck yeah. And she takes one step forwards and she says, don't you ever. I mean, let me think. What, what's a cool line going to be? Wait, hang on a minute. <laughs> I hope Margaret's saying that. You know what? Wait, what's a cool thing to wait, say? Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> wait, wait. Melo Ray just crumbles into ashes. <laughs> oh, I'll just tell him I said something good. <laughs> you messed with the wrong fucking dwarf, mate. <laughs> And she's going to cast uh, Synaptic Static, which is her new fifth level spell. (laughs) You choose a point within range and cause psychic energy to explode there. (laughs) Nice, all right. They're doing his butt. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, aim it on the butt. No, she's going to conjure up all her authority and might and dragonly... Shit. Coolness. Yeah. (laughs) Shit. Wow. You've been a very naughty boy, Melorin. <laughs> Sorry, mummy. So yes, please do an intelligence saving throw against a DC 15. 20. Oh, okay. Well, he's still going to take half of this, so... Let me just get 8 D6. <laughs> yeah. Oh, three dragons. Uh-oh. Dinosaurs. Three dinosaurs. I'm just going to call them dragons from now on. It's the same thing. Oh, yeah. Dinosaurs is funnier. True. That's true. <laughs> I have dice with dinosaurs on instead of sixes. Um, <laughs> Folks, in case you're wondering. But Paul's no longer wearing a glove. <laughs> Am I or aren't I? I'm so pallid, it's hard to tell. <laughs> 34 divided by two because he's, he passed the saving throw. Psychic damage, please. Not bad. Jennifer Blundell. Seriously, do we even need to be concerned? I feel like he's he's going to die. I'm fine. Did anyone else, when they leveled up, think, oh, that would be a good spell in case things go wrong with Maggie? <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's going to be really crazy is when we cut back to the courtroom and we are all just group hugging Stephen, who's so happy to see us. <laughs> so much um, has happened. So much. Mel- <laughs> Mel's head jolts back in pain as your attack lands, but thankfully being grappled only means that his speed is zero. He can still attack, mm. so... He can uh, still attack, yes. He just can't get away, which was part of my uh, 
I didn't want him to run away and kill my family because I can't run very fast. Ah, the tendrils are like toxic masculinity. Yeah. <laughs> Does a 23 beat your armour class? <laughs> yes. Yes. Then Melor flicks his hand back towards you and two dark black eldritch blasts jolt out like jagged lightning bolts and strike you. Are those a spell, Sarah? They are. Oh, no, wait, I can't. I've already cast a spell this round. Oh. Right? So I can't cast a spell as a reaction. You can. If you I want. can? You can. If you're going to use counter spell, you can't. Because you haven't used a reaction. <laughs> one turn. One turn. <laughs> uh, counter spell. Okay. I need to be a 15. Yeah. Come on, mate. I rolled an eight. Oh. Damn it. That's a waste oh. of a good spell, he's, that is. He's got to do something. I know. Has he? I know. <laughs> yeah. No, wouldn't it have been so cool if, if Margaret just turned around and just like Hulk yeah. smashed him into a pulp in the ground? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, the two Eldritch Blasts strike you in the chest for 22 points of damage. Oh. Dang. That's a third of my health all in one go. Oop. Jen, is there any more Uno Reverso bullshit in your character sheet? I, no, I have pulled out all I've got, full salt. <laughs> Back in the courtroom, Ephemeral Jones turns to the stand. Good afternoon. Could you please say your name for the members of the courtroom? And you see Stephen go to talk, but it takes him a moment to be able to operate his tongue and jaw as he once did. All been there. Got his man. My name is Stephen. Stephen Kirkman. Woo! (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Stephen. Now, have you met the defendant, Crumpo Duclaw, before? She says, pointing over at your table, Blurg. Yes. And could you please tell us the circumstance of that meeting? I I was an adventurer, but when my parents passed away, I moved back to Lower Coastburg to take over the blacksmith shop and look after my brother. I maybe wasn't the best at managing a business. It was not doing well financially. One day, Grumpo came to me and asked if I would be interested in going on a quest with him. In return, he would give me enough gold to keep the shop running. How could I refuse? That's pretty tragic, actually. Says jump to everybody next to him. Grandpa, we need to discuss your recruitment policy. It was a good offer. <laughs> and he was desperate. <laughs> I didn't offer any of you gold. <laughs> it's true, actually. That's true, we just fell in love with the delightful cat, man. <laughs> and did Mr. Duclaw go into detail with you about what this quest entailed? He did. <gasps> he... He pulled out a chalice and told me we were going to the Iron Forge to destroy it. 
Ephemeral Jones holds up the same illustration of the chalice from before. And is this the chalice that he presented to you? Stephen looks over to your table once more, his pale eyes unblinking. Jump shaking his head. It is. No further questions, Your Honour. And Ephemeral Jones walks back to her table. All right. Boo! <laughs> no! <laughs> Mr. Kirkman, beloved Stephen, first of all, is it fair to say that you have travelled quite a long way to be with us in court here today? I was at rest, at peace. A plane far from here, yes. I see. And how did it come that you went from helping with your father's shop, or running your father's shop, to existing in an entirely different plane of reality? I was killed. That must have been a very disorienting experience. I found peace with the outcome quite quickly. Who were the parties responsible for your death? I... I think that a roving party of goblins were responsible. A very dangerous quest, it sounds like, to have come to such a lethal conclusion. You undertook this quest, the purpose of which you were told, uh, you allege, by my client, Grumpo Ducor, was to destroy a chalice similar to the one pictured here. Correct. Was the chalice named to you by Grumpo Ducor? It was not. As a blacksmith, did you have an opportunity to examine the cup carefully? I did not. I see. Therefore, were this to be a replica or some form of other cup, you would be hard-pressed to identify it as such. I suppose so. As a blacksmith, you must have been asked to replicate things fairly frequently as different styles of chalice and metalwork become gauche and or in, <laughs> in fashion at different, different times. Yes. It's very difficult to procure testimony from another plane, otherwise all murder cases would be much more straightforward. <laughs> May I ask, who is it who brought you here today? A drow goddess approached me in the afterlife. I see. Goddesses tend to be of things. Was this particular goddess of something in particular? <laughs> Revenge. I see. You have come here today hoping to gain revenge. I suppose. Looking around this courtroom, he pushes on his britches. If you were to see <laughs> the person that you hope to gain revenge against, would you be able to identify them for the jury? How could you kill my brother? We did not. Indeed, at the very least, one quarter of our group was doing everything they could to save his life. Stephen, the entire group loved you and your brother. The entire family. We were very disheartened to see the fate that befell both you and Keevan. It is a guilt and a shame that we have carried with us 
for this entire journey. Indeed, we have fondly reminisced about you in at least one tavern at Great Lake. <laughs> at least one. And, and many non-taverns. Isn't that right, Mori? Yes, John Bear's correct. Yeah, you see? <laughs> How did he die? Why did she tell me it was at your hands? It appears that his love for you was so strong, he was unable to accept the circumstances of your death. He held us responsible for having recruited you. And in his anger, he engaged us in combat. And during the combat, he fell. Stephen, I must ask you, it is very important. Did you really only undertake the quest with us and join our band because of the financial reward? No. It's been a long time, Stephen. I don't believe I have any further questions. Stephen gets up from the stand and he walks over to you, Blurg, and kneels down in front of you. Swear to me. Swear to me that you were not responsible for his death. I know. I knew him to be brash and impulsive. He wanted to come on the adventure. And I denied him that. I can assure you, Stephen, the finest moments of my life have been the times when I have been able to dissuade people from dangerous paths and sometimes even save their lives. I hold the moments where I fail at that duty I hold myself to, very close to myself. The death of your brother was one of my greatest failures. He stands back up, looks over at Jump, Mark, then back at you. This was a mistake. I'm sorry. And then he looks Grumpo in the eyes and says, Make this right. And then collapses into dust. Oh. Mate. Goodbye, Steven. I wonder which realm he has now returned to. It seems to me that his brother was not with him, or he would have known much of this before he had come to us. Perhaps when my time in this realm is finished, I may yet be afforded an opportunity to reunite the two. In my own award-winning spin-off. <laughs> back in the jail cell. Maggie, it is back to your turn in the initiative. Smashing. I forgot I'd be fighting another magic user. 
But I think I'm still going to use one of my level four mm-hmm. spells, fire shield, and cast that on herself. Nice. Just in case there's any melee attacks or anything that counts as melee. What about mellow attacks? Mellow attacks. Yeah. Mellow. Yeah, we both went for it. Bunch of twats. You did, and it was great. Oh, thanks, Jen. That was the joke equivalent of us getting stuck in a doorway we were trying to go through. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, yes, I'll use two more sorcery points, poetry points, to quicken the fire shield spell. Ooh. If she does get hit with a melee attack of any sort, it'll give out fire damage. And also, it's nice and well lit in the cell now. Um, And warm. And she'll also, I think she'll do a mind sliver, continuing with the psychic vibe. She takes another step forwards. You see like a shimmering, semi-translucent, like fire shield just appear around her body. She continues to stare him in the eye and she's like, What are you even doing here, Mel Rain, you weasley little git? You do everything that that elephant man says, eh? I'm gonna fuck you up, I am. <laughs> so that's 1d6 psychic damage. An, intel- an intelligence saving throw, of course it is. He rolled a 20. Oh, boom. Oh, 18 plus again. 2. I know, I'm back. Maybe I should stop using the good dice again. Easy victory, easy victory. (laughs) What happens if he tries to make a melee attack against you? If he does a melee attack, attack. whenever a creature within five feet of you hits you with a melee attack, the shield erupts with flame and he'd take 2d8 fire damage. Okay, but he wouldn't have disadvantage or anything? No, no, he'd just take a tiny bit of damage. 16, does that beat your... Yeah, it does. Great. As you stepped closer to try and do the mind sliver... You see Melor's hand enshrouded in black spirals and he reaches forward through your fire shield, which will erupt and cause him damage, but grasps onto the skin of your neck and casts vampiric touch. What? What's that do? What's this, Sarah? Saps my life. Hey, what's that do? And I think it (laughs) gives it to him instead, maybe. It definitely saps my life. Oh, no. What? He's a recovering health bar. For fuck's sake. That's for goodies only. (laughs) Worst kind of boss fight. (laughs) He takes 16 hit points from you and returns them to himself, but he will take the fire damage from your shield. That'll be 12 damage, ignoring resistance, please. Great, so he doesn't get to add that much hit points back to himself, but he did take quite a bit from you. Oh, trying to drain the life out of me. Nothing new. (laughs) (laughs) Don't think I haven't danced this rodeo before. (laughs) I'm always running on fumes. I've had three (laughs) under three at one point. (laughs) (laughs) I know what it means to be drained. It is your turn again. I didn't expect to have two goes. You had two goes last turn. I did, I did. So he's got a hand around her throat. She raises a hand and slams it around his throat in return. She's like, you like that, you little perf... No, I can't kink shame. Oh, my God. Um, it's turning into something else. Yeah, it is. She's going to try and creep him out. She's going to try and fuck him. <laughs> it's going to turn passionate in a minute. Oh, yeah. yeah. You'll have that moment in the movie where they're both looking at each other and then they just... Yeah. Converge. <laughs> So I'd like him to make a dex save, or he's going to take some fire damage, please, as I cast Burning Hands. He got a six on his dexterity saving throw. Yay! (gasps) Change to a different d20. Anything that wasn't already on fire is now definitely on fire. Double fired everything. His well-tailored suit is 
burning away. Oh no. Oh look, I don't care. That's a real <laughs> shame, because it was good. Jenna brought a suit to a cell fight. I'm happy for the destruction, it's fine. You gotta dress for the occasion. Yeah, I mean, what a twat. Then again, you should also dress for the fight you want to be in. That's true. And who doesn't want to be in a gentleman's fight? Mm. Colin Firth made it look so good in King's Man. <laughs> Kingsman. Kingsman. And John Wick. Colin Firth, yeah. Oh. <laughs> yes, I guess I'm back. <laughs> so that'll be 12 fire damage from Burning Hands, and I'm going to keep up the train of quickening her spells so that she'll also be able to do a cantrip. Let's do... Jen, you can't get distracted. You need to keep... Sorry. <laughs> I was this just thinking us, about Jen. how much better this... How It would be even greater if we all had one glove on. <laughs> we can do that. We can do we that. We can make that happen. I've got a glove Jen. Somewhere. I've got a sock. I'm getting a glove. <laughs> Let's do this. Let's follow it with a firebolt. You have a sock just here. <laughs> Margaret slams her hand, her own hand into his throat and grabs it. Punch a ticket. Why do we all have socks next to us? <laughs> Nothing will be as good as you all waving at me with socks on your hands. You're going to have to keep it in as the best moment. We can't. It would make no sense to a listening audience. Purely visual gag. Get the audio descriptive, lady. The entire gang start waving each other with socks on their hands. (laughs) I'm going to pause my timer. So Margaret's burning hands did 12 fire damage and is going to follow it up with a fire bolt. Oh, wow. She's just shooting fire straight out of that hand in like a blazing fury. Cool. Wow. Make a ranged spell attack. Ooh, 18 plus 7. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise you to know that his suit doesn't give him a great armor class. <laughs> I don't know. Could have been a John Wick suit. Could have been a John Wick suit. Could have been a John Wick suit. But magical. I mean, John Wick is. 11 damage on top of that. So that's a total of 23 fire damage. Fuck yeah. Take that jaw. Ignoring resistance, please. Great. Can you give me a constitution saving throw, please? 17. You feel Melor reach out and cast something upon you and you feel like your skin begins to harden as if turning to stone, but then you force whatever dark magic out mm. and his attempt at casting flesh to stone on you was not successful oh. <laughs> nice try baby but uh. I moisturise daily <laughs> <laughs> back in the courtroom Grumpo turns to you Blurg are you okay I know that wasn't a particularly easy interrogation I feel that a great burden has been lifted from me and another has been placed upon me. Oh. I hope that Stephen is finding rest wherever he has returned to. But I wish we had had more time. Hmm. And pretty damning testimony, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I know what needs to happen next. Hmm? Yes. And after that, but then I'm out of ideas. 
It's pretty good though. That's still two ideas ahead of everyone else. <laughs> can I send one of the adventuring group to see if they can go out and buy a cup that looks a lot like that to demonstrate that it's very easy to just get a replica cup. Mm. Is there a gift shop somewhere? Is there a branch? Clammy slappers. Of, um, <laughs> school for magic users. Slav- Clammy slappers, oh, yeah. fancy school for magic lads. And is it? does it have like its own merch going? And they set, you know how people can buy like Oxford University hoodies yeah. like anywhere? Oh, yeah. And just wear them. Is it a time issue you're worried about introducing? It's not a time <laughs> issue. I just want, because I really like the idea, but I just really want to emphasize how one of a kind this yeah. cup. Maybe you could go get one and it's shit. (laughs) But, yeah, it doesn't have to be too exact. It would have to have elephant skulls Mm. on it. It would. I feel like it's worth a try. Yum. (laughs) Yes. Would you be able to please enter into this town and see if you can find any cup that resembles sufficiently enough the illustration that we have seen? Uh, Yeah, what did it like? uh, don't, Don't worry about it. Pretty sure I've got this remembered. Yeah, no, great. I'll go do that. And hopefully it will take my mind off of the fact that I killed Keevan, kind of. It's okay. Uh, bye. <laughs> we shall talk much more about this when you... <laughs> I fell down a hole, as I was saying. <laughs> Yump, you bound out of the courtroom at great speed and head towards the market district Cut. of Beaton. Market. Where's the cup district? <laughs> I'm going to ask for a series of checks in a bit, but we'll carry on observing the courtroom for now. Oh, yeah. Okay. Paul, read through that fucking character sheet and see if you can find anything that will make finding a cup with elephant skulls on it easier. <laughs> Ring of the Ram. Remember, you're a bard now. Oh, fuck, paladins have cup finding and summoning abilities. <laughs> God damn it. I would like to call Clammy Slappers. Ephemeral Jones uh, looks a little bit shocked and leans over to her client and they whisper and you can hear indignant mumbling from Clammy like (laughs) (laughs) and she is shaking her head as if to be like no you don't have to do this 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 would be a mistake Uh, and then he just slams his chair backwards and powerfully strides to the witness stand jump in the market just went douche chills anyway (laughs) cup cup I need a cup somebody just walked over my douche grave (laughs) my douche grave you just said that to me mate (laughs) I was trying to sell you this cup with elephants on it but if that's your attitude forget it (laughs) shove it in your ass okay jump you've entered your first market store (laughs) there are many cups give me a straight look check to see if they have one that resembles this cup you will not believe how high the DC is (laughs) come on is it three lucky 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 John Wu check come on come on am I feeling lucky yes lucky number four oh come on now that's it (laughs) He's got it. He holds up a decorative plate with some playful ducks <laughs> having a picnic. <laughs> I mean, buy that. And goes, is this the sort of thing you're after, sir? It's one of a kind and very rare. <laughs> Sold. <laughs> uh, and he sells you that plate for 10 bronze. <laughs> Fucking nice. hell. Can't wait to tell the gang about this. This is only going to appreciate and value once these ducks die. <laughs> and you move on to the next market store. Back in the courtroom. Love this. <laughs> so much crockery is coming our way. Just so much. It fucking like a cartoon character. <laughs> what about the smallest board of rejuvenation? <laughs> oh, Christ. Your name is Clammy Slapper. That is correct. 
Is, uh, uh, do you have any prior relationship with the uh, defendant? Grumpo-Duclaw! <laughs> yes. We have served on the Silver Council for many years together. See? <laughs> <laughs> I answer him, my friend. This is Lumpy Space Princess, but like... <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sarah, how many jurors uh, are on board with this? How many? <laughs> All of them, I would be. Four. <laughs> okay, those are the ones that didn't want to fuck Moek, so... <laughs> right, so you would characterise that friendship as friendly. That relationship as friendly. Yes. Okay. And yet, you believe that Grumpo Duclaw would steal from you a beloved family heirloom. I lose a sneaky little catman. <laughs> this, this steno- is it the stenographer in court? <laughs> head in their fucking hands. The stenographer's just staring blankly, <laughs> her hands over the machine like... Uh... Over the pig. <laughs> the pig looks back at her and shrugs as well. Yeah. Like, mm. I see. Are you absolutely sure that it is Grumpo who stole this chalice from you. I believe there's been overwhelming testimony. But- <laughs> he showed it to Stephen Kirkman and you little frogman took it to the iron forge <laughs> with your adventuring body. You run Clammy Slapper's uh, school for gifted boys. Uh, children. Is it children? Fancy lads. Fancy lads. Giving <laughs> 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 fancy lads is great. <laughs> Just the show. Fancy lads. Fancy lads. <laughs> Oh, it's like s- I smell a song. Yes. Fancy lads. Fancy lads. Oh, I've just upped my workload for the week. Yeah. Oh, oh, so it's worth it, though. That's going to play out the episode. Yeah. <laughs> Do these fancy lads ever get into any kinds of mischief? What kind of question is that? Fancy lads are the most mischievous. Indeed. Can you be completely sure that the chalice was not taken by a fancy lad? Oh, I mischief is one thing, but my fancy lad would never touch my private property. I agree. <laughs> Very well. You've got to stop, Sarah. I'm going to die. <laughs> I'm crying. <laughs> Oh, make him say anything. Make, 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 make Clammy Slappers say anything. We, we will cut back very quickly to the marketplace. Paul, give me another look check. Okay, so I'm looking for a cup. It's golden with uh, some elephants on it, I think. <laughs> Initially, uh, I went, ooh, a natural 21. And then realised, hang on, Paul, on a D20, it's very, very rare to get one of those. Uh, t- t- Turned it around. Natural 12. (laughs) (laughs) The cloaked businessman holds up a human skull and the jaw opens and you're sure it lets out a scream. (laughs) Is this what you're after? Yes, do you take payments in plates? (laughs) (laughs) Fucking bartering system. It depends how rare the plates are. Oh, shit. Ever heard of duck plates? And he holds up the plate. (laughs) Uh, And he snatches the duck plate from your hand and just tosses you the screaming skull. This is progress. (laughs) Yeah, you're bartering your way up here. Back in the courtroom. I feel like I might have wasted a good NPC there with creepy skull. (laughs) 
<laughs> He'll come back. He'll be the big bad at the second campaign. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Clammy, perhaps it would uh, benefit the court to know why this particular chalice is so important. After all, drinking vessels are easy to come by in this particular, <laughs> in this particular uh, city. It belongs to my father. <laughs> the court will be very aware of your father and his reputation. He was a powerful man. He was a powerful man. He was long, long dead. A hundred years or so. Indeed. Presumably he had a great many possessions, many of which fell to you. That's correct. It seems to me that this chalice is, based on its uh, picture, a little gaudy. And perhaps you are better off without it. It's not the point. <laughs> perhaps your father's legacy would be better suited for lacking in this particularly gaudy cup. Perhaps whatever fancy lad who stole it did you a favour. You know nothing! Of my father's legacy. If it extends only to cutlery and (laughs) (laughs) metalware, then perhaps his legacy would be best suited over at the blacksmith's quarter, where I hear there are many great duck plates. (laughs) (sighs) The chalice was mine. It was my burden to bear. Your burden? Which burden is it? That you speak of. To protect such a powerful artifact. I see. Is it powerful in any way beyond aesthetically? <laughs> but I remind you, it is quite gaudy. <laughs> <laughs> little tacky. It's like those shops called alchemy. <laughs> that we have here. <laughs> it's like something that might be obtained in one of those. Back in the market. Paul, give me... <laughs> One last look, check. Okay. And a constitution uh, saving throw for the constant screams. So first I thought it was a 61, but I'd uh, turn it around. And... Oh, damn it. Stop turning them around, man. It is a 19 on a John Woo check. Ooh. Okay. And I'll throw in this skull. At first you think he's going to reach for a porcelain figure of a gnome uh, tickling another gnome. (laughs) (laughs) It's lovely. Sarah to open an Etsy shop. (laughs) But instead he reaches past it and grabs a chalice which has normal humanoid skulls upon it. Not elephant skulls. It is distinct. It is as close as you're going to get with a Mm. not natural 20. Mm. Okay. Okay. I mean, obviously, yeah. No, obviously, I'll take it. Who am I kidding? I'm on. I'm on some kind of spree here. All right. Okay. Purchase first, and then think about this later. I am going to come back for the gnomes, though. Do you have a business card? <laughs> um, he, he slips you a business card, and you see the name of the store is. Yep. Precious, precious things. Oh, <laughs> like cups of skulls on them. Oh, says John. Brilliant. I'm so glad you're taking this. Do you want this skull? It's <laughs> really ruins my whole aesthetic. Do you, do you want this skull, mate? It's truly horrific. <laughs> no, thank you. I'll make it sing. <laughs> <laughs>
back at the jail cell. Uh-huh. Margaret, it's your turn after Melor has unsuccessfully cast flesh to stone on you. Okay. I'm bringing out a classic, baby. It's time for some scorching rays. <gasps> oh, yeah. Get ready, Paul. Name the rays. Name the rays. Not an anime. It's been long enough that we can just go back to, like, Ray Romano. No. Oh. Make a ranged spell attack. Very high chance with his low, um, tailored suit AC. <laughs> okay, you know what? I'll tell you your three rays. Okay. I would like Beta Ray Bill. What? I would like... He's from the Thor comics. I would like <laughs> Ronald Reagan. Oh. Okay, Dan. The Gipper. And I would like Raiden. Raiden. Oh, nice. From yeah, yeah, Metal yeah. Gear Solid? I don't know. No, Mortal Kombat. Oh, okay. okay. The whiny Raiden from Metal Gear Solid would also have been a good shout. Mm. That's true. If only two of these land, you're going to guess which one gets dropped. Beta <laughs> <laughs> Ray Bill. So that's a 21, a 24, and a non-natural yep. 20. Yeah, all three of those are going to hit, I'm afraid, Paul. Line them up, Paul. <laughs> There's your Raiden. So three rays of burning hot intensity fly forward from Maggie's hand and strike into metal, and it sounds like this. <laughs> Strong economy. <laughs> Strong economy. I don't think so. Forgive me. They're quite similar. Paul <laughs> <laughs> Grubb. Right, I mean, Reagan was an actor, and that's, you know, that's my chances just sound like that. I mean, when I do have to think of a fucking Reagan quote, it will always be, this is time I should be working, mommy. <laughs> yeah. uh, Jen, how much damage do you do oh, to God, Maylor? Oh, yeah, God, I forgot to do the damage. I got so excited. <laughs> okay, I'm going to use up the rest of my sorcery points to... Holy shit, Jen. Yeah, I'm going to use one sorcery point to re-roll three damage dice up to my charisma modifier, which is three. I'll add a sound effect for Sarah's gaping mouth. Oh, yeah, that was better. That was just, worth it. just a, like a whistling cave. <laughs> like a whistling Nick Cave. Um, so that's 24 fire damage from the Scorching Rays. No, plus to below. three. 27. No resistance. No resistance. Oh, no resistance. Oh, yeah, do, do an impression, please. Of <laughs> <The> resistance. <laughs> la, la resistance. Alors. I would like to use my remaining two sorcery points to have quickened that so I can also do the cantrip Green Flame Blade, which I'm actually going to cast on a blade this time. One of Maggie's small daggers that she's had on her this whole time. Because we're in such close combat um, yeah, nice. fight. She's gripped him with one hand and then with her non-dominant hand, she pulls a dagger out that's been like strapped to her thigh the entire time. Fuck yeah. Uh, <laughs> For this shot, she's wearing like a, a dress with an open... <laughs> with a big slit right up the side. So she can present the leg, yeah, in the garter. Only this shot. <laughs> Back to the full, she's back in her usual gear. Yeah. Can't go pants. Green fire leaps from the target to a different creature of your choice within five feet, which then takes fire damage. Um, Sleeping guard. Can, ah. I, can, yeah, can I just kill a local... Is there anyone bad in the cell next to me who can just I'm take... a racist! <laughs> 26, it's definitely hit. That's three. Roll a d6 of fire damage. You know what? If it had leapt to another target, that target would have taken three because that's my charisma modifier. Okay. You pull this dagger, this hitherto unseen dagger, yeah. out <laughs> oh, in sheep in flame and just jam it into his chest. <laughs> and as he stands there, still restrained by your coils. You see a trickle of blood 
dribble from the side of his mouth and his eyes go blank. He slumps forward, still restrained, but dead. Yes! Oh my god! Dick. Maggie! (laughs) And she sort of stands there panting for a second. And then the adrenaline sort of like drops and she sort of staggers back and is like, oh, Christ, or... Oh, well. Um, whoo. Party. <laughs> <laughs> Back in the courtroom, Blurg, you are still interrogating Clammy Slapper. Yes, I am. Clammy Slapper, this entire case hinges upon the value of this cup. A cup that you have staked against the freedom and life of your friend, the delightful catman Grumpo Duclaw. No substantial evidence has been entered into this case. Your only witness, a wretched revenant from beyond the grave, may God rest his soul. <laughs> now, you must tell us why, why you are willing to throw your reputation and friendship away in favour of a beaker. I don't have to tell you anything. <laughs> I think he does. Judge. <laughs> <laughs> you are you are under oath, Mr. Slapper. You do have to... It would be illuminating for you to tell us the significance of this chalice. No! Is it in fact that there is no significance? That your father's legacy is so lacking in worth that it has come down simply to this water container? And I'm trying to think of another dismissive (laughs) term for this thing. Shiny bollocks. (laughs) The shiny bollocks. And therefore, what we are fighting here for is the reputation of your father as an owner of nice, shiny things. (laughs) Get off fire, man! Why would you talk about my father getting his name out of your mouth? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that captures wild. <laughs> his name shall remain firmly in my mouth, but perhaps out of the minds of the rest of the people. He had a reputation as a great sorcerer, but perhaps that was mislaid. If all he could produce in the way of legacy was a simple drinking cup with no powers. <laughs> Jump kicks open the door. Did somebody say screaming skull? Look, <laughs> 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 can you give me a constitution saving throw? I can. <gasps> what? <laughs> if this is bad, can we natural 20? <laughs> is it really? Yeah. God, I wish I got one of those. <laughs> Clammy's hands tighten <gasps> around his wizard staff and he stands up in the witness stand and screams the word stun (gasps) you feel a blast of force push forward Grumpo instinctively goes to cast a shield spell on you but forgets that he has these magic resistant gauntlets on his arm but thankfully against all odds you rolled the one number that probably would have saved you from this eighth level spell. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Fuck. The witness is hostile. <laughs> I'm more than hostile! <laughs> Please roll initiative. Oh, shit. No. More than hostile, I'd say. I think he's being rude. And if you think so, then welcome to this episode outro to 39. 
of Quest Fantastic, who is Jen Blundell as Margaret Battlehammer, Nail Heald as Morrick, Paul Salt as Blet, Paul Goodman as Jump Fundenden, and Sarah Keep as everyone else. Music and editing by me. Let me be the first to say, fucking hell, what an incredible few episodes this has been. It is so exciting. Just unreal that this story is going where it is. And I want to thank everyone who's a part of it, from the players and Sarah who are just the best. I feel so, so, so lucky to play with them. And to have listeners like you who get in touch and who don't. Judging by the ones who have gotten in touch, you're all amazing. You're all literally amazing. Listen. It's me being literally amazed. So you can take that to whichever bank you go to. I hope it's an ethical one. But if you love the show and you want to support us and help keep the lights on, fund my ever-growing, ever-changing, eternally pubescent sound effects library, and just helping us make more of the things that we love to make, then you can at patreon.com forward slash questfantastic, where for as little as $1 a month, which gets you fuck all swearing a lot i think clammy's having an effect on me really gets you nothing nowadays you can support independent artists and just help us really live the dream of making these things that make me feel like the luckiest boy on earth we've got a bunch of one shots on there you also get access to gab quest our fortnightly talkback where we get personal weird and grammar based and sometimes discuss the episodes and we've got more one shots in the pipeline we're just we're, we're something like five dollars off of our fifty dollar goal which is a blurt meditation guide the 100 benchmark is is the War for the Warren, where we'll be playing through the Blood Revolution back at Lower Coastburg using the TTRPG system Root, based on the board game Root. And all patrons will very, very shortly be getting some little outtakes and Easter eggs. So there's a lot to look forward to. There's a lot to look forward to beyond the guy who's standing outside your window. Is it me? It's not. So maybe call the police. Check out our website for access to our Discord, merch, and all other links. Check out the episode description for all of our other podcastual endeavours. And hey, seeing as we're at the end of the outro now, just you and me, all the fakers have probably pressed stop by now. They've, they've just moved on to Dungeons and Daddies or My Favourite Murder or something. I do believe there was mention of a song. Fancy lad, do you dick and trips? Do you love cool spells and risky internships? Get yourself down to the clowny slap the fancy school for magic lads. Whiz. Are you smart as a whip? Then you're a fancy boy from toe to tip. So to reiterate, why not come down to the clammy slap a fancy school for magic lads? Estate on which you'll find the clammy slap a fancy school for magic lads. For a classy education, there's a clammy solution All our students accepted on invitation There's a chill-out basement with a chai tea station And a Wizards and Horses subscription We pump out topper lads to keep And tuition fees are steep Do spells in your sleep And mother anyone who questions your methods Don't insult his father Maybe he'll send you to a plane where there's no water Or something involving potential demons Poetry points awarded on graduation